Hi, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hi, my name's Kay. Today we will be reading from the book Made for This by Jenny Allen. And we're going to discuss what we can know and what we can't. Kay, is there anything you want to share with us today? Um, I don't think so. Okay, why don't you start us out then in 1 Timothy 4. What we can know and what we can't. Do not neglect the gift you have. I read a book recently that I really appreciate. Its message was to quit analyzing everything and just do something. I couldn't agree more. I'm giggling about that because do we not analyze everything? Yeah, should I, or I shouldn't do sometimes. we? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes? Um, You're sometimes. a big analyzer, I think. Um, it's not bad, I don't no, think. But. And I guess I think it depends on how far you go with it because I, I do catch myself going like, you just need to stop. Or just trying to figure out what I don't know. Oh, are you? do you mean like if God is telling you to do something, you analyze it and you um, should just listen and go? Or Well, no, I'm just talking what, what we can know and what we can't know. I don't think... I think that God keeps some things a mystery to us is where I'm going at. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that he doesn't always let us know. Why um, isn't that the truth? All the inside of things. Mm -hmm. Oh, and here we go. As a culture, we are obsessed (laughs) with analyzing ourselves and talking about ourselves. When at the end of the day, people are sick and dying. People are enslaved. We're going through divorces and depression and bearing children while we're trying to figure out ourselves. Uh, Out. I do believe, however, that for a short, and I mean a short season, we can pull back and consider specifically what God may want from us here. As Zach and I were fumbling our way through seminary, we honestly did not know exactly how we were there. So we began the process of uncovering our unique place in God's plan. It felt like navel gazing. I was nervous. It was selfish. And I even resisted at first. As I was asking God for peace about this season of self-discovery, I remembered a professor teaching us that you truly can't help anyone else until you understand yourself better. You just said that. A week ago. I did. You sure did. Yeah. Actually, you just said that two days ago. We were together Thursday night exercising. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. This will not be self-analysis for the sake of inner fulfillment, though. I believe deeper joy is a byproduct. This is about understanding the story of God and how to play our parts in it to serve him and his people while we are here. We are going to be learning new things, but know that God is already at work. We can't wait until we've got it all figured out. Continue to respond to things where you are, because it's often as you go, as you trust God, that direction is confirmed. When John Piper was asked how we find the will of God for our lives, he replied to know scripture, know yourself and know the need around you. It is all right to know yourself, especially for the sake of God and others. Scripture supports this again and again. God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. From 1 Corinthians 12, 18-20. Do not neglect the gift you have. 1 Timothy 4.14.
To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, from 1 Corinthians 12, 7. There is a time and place to search for our unique parts in God's story, but here is my challenge to you. Respond to the need you see right now. Give to everyone who asks you. We are called to care for things we see right in front of us and anything else we can touch regardless of our wiring and stories. As we live out our callings, we respond to need no matter what. So don't bother waiting around for a unique voice to come out of the sky. We move, respond, love and obey. And as we go, God leads humble souls who are willing to be led. What has God prepared? My middle sister, Brooke, and her husband, Tony, run a guest ranch in Colorado called Lost Valley Ranch. They lead dozens of young staff who beautifully host dozens of guests every week. On one of my visits to the ranch, the head chef, Matt, walked out of the kitchen to find me. He had never met me. We had never met, but I knew exactly who he was. He was coming to thank me. One insignificant and unknowing moment of my life had changed his, and he wanted to take my hand. Aww. See, three years earlier, I sat in my car outside of Bible study with a young girl named Anne. She was 22 and finished with college. And as she watched her friends accepting jobs and making wedding plans, she felt lost. She wondered aloud what direction her life should take. The railroad tracks of the last 22 years ended, and now she was forced to build her own track. She was restless and uncertain, but she sat in my car holding on to a few things that only equaled confusion in her mind. She loved to cook and she was good at it. She had clear gifts of hospitality and leadership. She wanted to use these things to minister. As she talked, I wrote the name of the ranch and my sister's name and phone number on a scrap of paper and hopped out of the car and next thing I knew... My sister and her husband had hired her for the summer. The summer turned into three years, and waitressing turned into running the kitchen, and a cute chef <laughs> turned into a fiancé named Matt. <laughs> oh, just by obeying. The day I met Matt, we sat talking about God's brilliant planning. That night in my car, Anne didn't have even a hint of her future. But God had already written the story, and he placed that restless feeling in her that made her ask for a moment of my time. He gave her enough knowledge of herself to lead her into a unique place, hundreds of miles from home, where she was writing another story that would eventually intersect with hers. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. I love that. I love it. Please read that again. Really listen to what Kay is saying because God loves you so much and he really, really does. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Oh, that just makes me want to scream and shout amen, hallelujah. God is accomplishing a thousand tiny purposes at any given moment around us. There's only so much we can know, but we can leave the stuff we can't know to God and believe he has it all worked out. It may feel quiet and we possibly 
even feel forgotten, but God is moving to work out his plans all around us. What is our part? Trust. I just want to give the listeners that verse is from 1 Corinthians 2 9. Yes, that okay. is great that they can go back and read on that. Well, Kay, what do you want people to think about next week? What's the value of analyzing ourselves? Do you have a quick tidbit on that? I do have a little quick tidbit on that. Personally, for myself, I've learned to be very discerning about that. And I, I believe that we do need to analyze ourselves to a certain point, but not get so caught up in it that it's controlling. Whether you make a decision. And the whole day is gone and you have still, you're stuck on still analyzing yourself. And you missed done, it. Yeah. Yeah. You missed it. <laughs> you missed it. Yeah. Yes. So what are the pitfalls of overanalyzing oh, well, ourselves? Yeah. That's just what you said. Yeah. You missed it. Yeah. You missed it. You missed yeah, it. You missed it. So what makes understanding our part in God's story different from navel gazing? Okay, can you please read what navel gazing is? Navel gazing, self-indulgent or excessive contemplation of oneself or single issue at the expense of a wider view. Engaging in or characterized by self-indulgent. How does responding mm. to need keep us from overanalyzing? I think that... It's an immediate action where there's a need before us right now. And you just do it and not right. think about why or right. if or what. Right. That's true. Chances are if you overanalyze it, you've missed it. Mm-hmm. You go back and you go, oh, I missed that. Man, did I miss that, God. I did. True thing. Looking back, can you pinpoint a situation when you wish you had asked, is this about me or about God? What situation are you in right now that could... Be helped by this question. Think about that in the coming week. And Kay, what would you like them to read and reflect about? Read 1 Timothy 4, 14-16. Keep in mind your answers to today's questions. Why should we watch our life and doctrine? Example, analyze ourselves. What's the value of being diligent in these matters? And who witnesses the process. After reading these passages, consider the answers to these two questions. Who are you, Lord? And what do you want for me? Thank you for stopping by. Have a blessed week. Thank you.